Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Non Sequitur Nerds. Tonight, we're getting on the hype train of a hype train that derailed anyway. As always, though, I am Tim, joined by Ian. How you doing, buddy? Isn't I mean, isn't that basically what every episode is? Is just a derailing of everything? <laughs> everything? I mean, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, and if if the intro was a little confusing, we're talking things that had a lot of hype and didn't really live up to it. But uh, you know, running uh, the, the the classic uh, running a marathon and then you trip at the finish line type thing. Uh, some of them didn't even get that far. <laughs> Well, <laughs> some of them didn't show up to the marathon. That's how how bad they did. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a uh, to use a kind of a euphemism uh, that my that my uh, old boss uh, used to use is you know the the, the company was on the all, they were all on the bus to uh, going to Muncie, but they were driving to Evansville. So, for those of you that aren't from Indiana, you probably have no reference for that. It's called oh, basically it's called Google. Directions. People, look it up. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, there there have been the reason that we bring this episode up is the Morbius movie recently came out, and thus far, whop, whop, yeah, I, I wish I, I wish I had a sad trombone noise for that. Uh, I just have the air horn right now because I'm lazy. But yeah, it uh, it is not reviewing well so far. Um, people are saying that it's just a jumbled mess. That uh, there's a lot of stuff that just you could tell stuff was cut out of it. You could tell, like, the editing was just weird in it. Um, it doesn't know what Spider-Man cinematic universe it wants to be in, apparently. Now, I will preface this by saying neither one of us have seen the movie yet. I still kind of want to see it just to see the train wreck. But we haven't seen the movie yet. This is just what people online are saying. So, Yeah, but... I, I don't want to... And we've kind of talked about this offline before. Yeah. I have absolutely no love for Jared Leto, so yeah. I really have no desire to support him by giving money to go see it. I'm pretty so, sure we've talked about sure. that on the show, too. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I'll watch it, but am I going to pay for it? No. Yeah. Am I saying I'm going to pirate it? No. It's not even worth that. <laughs> it's not even worth. It's not even worth that. Yeah. I'll wait until it comes out to some streaming service. Yeah. And, and, you know, then maybe I'll watch it. Right, that's kind of where but, I'm at. I mean, it's, which sucks, because, like, I mean, I was never a really big Morbius fan. Like, out of the Spider-Man characters, he was never one that I was, like, super into. Like, I was familiar with the character. But, like, the first couple trailers, I'm like, okay, this, this, the first, tra well, the first trailer, I'm like, oh, okay, Morbius, whatever. But the next couple trailers they put out, I'm like, okay, this, this looks interesting. I'm, I'm, I want to go see this. And then, like, the, you know, pre-release reviews came out, and I'm like, oh. Eh. Crappy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my understanding is kind of like the, the, I think the best part of, from one of the reviewers that I watched or uh, read, but, you know, one, the best part is, like, the first 15 minutes. Ew. And then it just, it's like, <laughs> and then it's a roller coaster that goes right into the ground. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 the uh, demon drops straight to hell. <laughs> nice. um, actually, that's probably a better analogy. It's the demon drop. Like it 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 goes up and then just goes straight back down. Uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, we're we're talking. You know, 
critical financial flops, really, of the entertainment world. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's, there's quite them. a few. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few of them out there. Um, you know, we can't really have uh, a season two show, it seems, uh, without mentioning one of our favorites, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> uh, if if you want to know, we we did a whole episode on movies that no one wanted, um, which I think is our our most recent episode as of the time of recording. Anyway, um, yeah, that was that was an interesting uh, thing that exists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the movie's production budget was capped out to believe to be about one hundred and three million. It grossed just shy of 30 worldwide. That's, that's a significant loss. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty pretty significant loss. Yeah. It was it was bad. Yeah. Bad. And and it, it, I mean we could also talk about movies that are that are that are bad just because they're bad, not necessarily because they flopped. You know, this is kind of like the hype train, right? Yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was hyped for it and then it it just wasn't good. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you so, have one of mine? Um, no, I'd have to go through and take a look. I think at some of the, uh, some of the, uh, ooh, ooh, God, I forgot about that one. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the, well, the, the, the adventures of Pluto Nash. Oh my God. I <laughs> forgot about that. That was, uh, Eddie Murphy, wasn't it? Uh -huh. He plays like yeah. a superhero. That was like the ninety, you know, oh like nineties. Oh god, it came out in two thousand two. Ooh, no, yeah. that that had to be earlier in two thousand two. No, it came out in two thousand two. Huh? Yeah. Uh, its budget. Oh yeah, I gotta hear. Was a hundred million. All right. Its worldwide gross was seven point one million. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. It didn't even break the 10 million mark. Ow. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I mean, I think that one was just hyped because it was, oh, it's it's an Eddie Murphy movie. I mean, he was still, I mean, he's not super relevant these days. He hasn't done, uh, they did a new Coming to America, I think, was his most recent thing. But apart yeah. from that, I mean, the last thing I remember him in was the Shrek movies, and that's been a while now. Um. But, he would. Yeah. He was doing more family comedies for a while, and then yeah. he also got in. Uh, he uh, Dreamgirls, um, the movie about. Uh, it, it was a movie about some singers, and I can't remember who they okay. were. And I apologize. Um, uh, wasn't the Rockettes? Uh, um, oh, um, uh, I know what movie you're talking about. I can't remember what singers they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he like, played. They were um, like in like the doo-wop era. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He okay, plays yeah, their yeah. manager. Their yeah, manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember um, that. Yeah, it was a 2006 film, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Fictional story based on the 19... Oh, The Supremes. There we go. Supremes. Sorry. Go. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Uh, it's... Yeah, it, it's a fictional story, but it's supposedly based around... The, by... Uh, about The Supremes. Okay. Um, gotcha. Anyway, so... Uh, moving on. Yeah, what do you got? Well, so kind of kind of shifting gears from movies a little bit uh, in the world of gaming, and this is one that I personally was victim to this derailed hype train, and I think a lot of a lot of people were Duke Nukem Forever, oh. a, a game that got like 
there's development hell, and then there's wherever the hell they sent Duke Nukem. Because it was, uh, what was it, like 13 years, I think? 13 years, uh, got sold, the, the rights to the game got sold to so many companies, and then when it finally came out, it just, and uh, I want to preface this by saying, looks like... I, I bought the collector's edition of this game. Oof. I, I still have, like, all the collector's edition stuff, because I, I bought it. And I will admittedly say, I beat the game, but was it worth that long of a wait? Absolutely not. I mean, it looked, it looked like an it looked like a 13-year-old game when it came out. Uh, played like a 13-year-old game. Anything that was revolutionary about it had already been done in other games for years. I know that uh, well, like a lot of the humor for Duke Nukem, it didn't really age well. Um, I'm going to kick ass and chew gum. I mean, kudos, I'm all out of gum. Kudos to John St. John for having such an iconic character voice. But like... Duke himself couldn't save this game. Um, it was just, it was just a mess. It was playable. Well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really buggy that I remember, but it wasn't really anything that like people were clamoring to get more of. You know. Well, if I remember correctly, so some initial, some information, uh, a little bit about it. Um, it was actually 15 years in development. 15. Announced in, announced in 1997, and then released in. Um, 2011 however development began in 1996 so that was yeah. where the 15 years came from yeah um supposedly uh gearbox uh paid 20 to 30 million for the rights to it and yeah. plus the development costs um and again it had been development hell for for years Ever. so if if i remember correctly even when it came out like the game just wasn't good I mean, the graphics were better than any of the other Duke games, but they just, yeah. they were still, like, a generation or two behind. Like, there was really... Yeah, because, I mean, that, that was, it, a, mean, that in was a, a 15 year game. That was a 360 game, and it looked like yeah. an original Xbox game. Yeah, and, and, and this is the period where a... the 360 had been out for a while, so you weren't really seeing games that looked like prior generation. So. Yeah, and I mean, this was also back in the days when, you know, if you want a 15-year development cycle, I mean, you had technology jumps constantly so if you wanted to 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 make it look good you pretty much had to you would have had to just shutter it and start from the beginning and yeah. gearbox was already in it a lot of money and i guess they just didn't want to put forth a whole lot more effort but yeah um speaking of gearbox uh oh. do you remember uh do you remember uh colonial marines i i was waiting for you to segue to that yeah colonial marines Ugh. see like that was another one like i didn't I didn't buy it when it came out, but when, like, all the bad reviews were coming out about it, I rented it. And I'm like, okay, I gotta see if this is as bad as it really is. Everybody's saying it is, and it was. It, it was actually worse in some cases. Um, just, I mean, it. I have it. I had the game, because oh. my, my ex-wife uh, bought it for me. For, she got it on, like, a Groupon sale or something okay. like that. So it, it had been out for a while, and I tried it. You know, I played through yeah. it a little bit, and I was just like... Like when the when the aliens would just like randomly start walking around like lost puppies yeah. or you know the the AI and the play controls were just god awful and and, and it yeah. was bad. Now now that said, um, there is a, a, a an aliens game um, that you, that's available on Game Pass. Uh, Fire Team Elite, I think it's see I, that aliens one I've heard Fire good Team Elite. Of, I've heard well, good things about it. I've played well, it. Well, I can play. It's on XCloud. Um, so. 
uh, as a as a Game Pass Ultimate uh, subscriber. Uh, Sorry, like like something was like queuing up random audio on my computer, and I'm like, what the hell is this uh, talking in the background? So I apologize okay. uh, for that. Yeah, uh, sorry uh, for those of you just listening to the audio, and yeah. I stopped is because Tim was making weird faces. Yeah, um, anyway, I, I couldn't figure out where this. Um, I'm like, weirder who than normal. Am I hearing <laughs> voices yeah, um, in my head? It, what? <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, Fireteam Elite is is on XCloud. Um, yeah. So I can. I, you mean I didn't even. Have, I don't even have to download it. And I've played it a few times. It's actually a lot of fun. It's a it's a you know small squad based game. You know you play with two other people and and you go through and you do missions and you have like different classes and the different classes have different abilities and whatnot. And it's it's actually kind of fun. So, I mean it's it's pretty solid from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean it's very enjoyable and there really wasn't any lag as far as like the X Cloud goes. That's but good. Um, anyway, uh, uh, I think you're up for uh, yeah. your uh, uh, a crap fest. Yep. And see, this is one that. Generally, people say this one didn't live up to the hype. But this is one that, as time went on, got much better, and people ended up legitimately enjoying No Man's Sky. But mm, that, I yeah. think... And see, I, for, for what came out at launch, I enjoyed it. But that being said, the studio overpromised and underdelivered severely. Um, oh, so you mean Cyberpunk? Well, that was also on my list, but I think that goes without saying. Um, now, playing No Man's Sky today, if you were to go and download it right now, there's a lot of stuff in this game now. There's, like, they've added so much to it, they fixed so much. It just had a really long turnaround time from release until now. Um, now that being said, the, the lead developer, uh, Sean Layton, I believe his name was, um, is it Sean? I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, and I, I thought I had wrote it down in my notes here, but apparently I didn't. Anyway, I like I actually got to meet him like shortly before release, and it, it was a, like a little meet and greet. You could get his autograph and whatnot, and you know, like I, I was telling him how it's it's nice to see original IPs trying something new that isn't what everything else is doing. And I said, you know, honestly, you know, I like I thanked him. I said we need more. This was at a time where everything was a zombie game. You you remember that period of time? Um. It was either a zombie game or a sequel. Like there was, in my opinion, not a whole lot of original stuff. But I told him, and you know, had like Dead Island, uh, Daisy, yep, um, uh, the Dead uh, Dead Rising, Red Dead, Dead Rising, or Dead, Red Dead Redemption Zombie, whatever. Everything was either zombies or had a zombie mode or was a sequel. Uh, uh, Call of Duty's zombie zombies, mode, yeah. yeah uh, but like, like I told him, you know, it's it's thank you for bringing something original to the gaming space. We really need that right now. And this looks legitimately good. I'm really excited to play it. And then it came out, like a lot of the stuff that they had talked about just wasn't there. Or they're like, oh, you know, it, it, that feature's coming soon. And stuff just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and more and more negative reviews came out. But now if you look at the game now, its review scores as of today have gone up significantly. It's, I mean, it's getting a lot of accolades. So, I mean, this is a, a hype train that derailed but they were able to get it back on the track after several years. Um, but still meets the criteria of something that didn't live up to the hype. So. Right. Um, if, uh, sticking around on games real quick. Yeah. Uh, another one um, that really kind of that really broke my heart was uh, Anthem. Uh, Bioware's, uh, you know, very lauded uh, kind of loot shooter 
action RPG type thing. It was kind of a, a fusion really between things like Titanfall and Mass Effect and Destiny. Yep. Um, and I played the beta and I was willing to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt on the beta because, I mean, it was a rough beta. It's, it's a beta, you know. But it was a beta, right? So yep. you know, it had it was rough around the edges. I've played plenty of betas that have just been like, I don't like know yeah, I really hope they patch that, uh... right? Um, uh, but Anthem came out, and it was just there was just it Man. was very broken. Yeah. It was there was meh, like there was no content. Are they even actively um, supporting Anthem anymore, or do they just kind of? No, they've no they 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 tried. Or they it, were going to try. Yeah. They actually announced um, that they were they were doing a huge overhaul type patch, yeah, very similar that, yeah. to very similar to like No Man's Sky and um, Cyberpunk, um, where you know they were they were like, all right, we know we done we done goofed, so we're gonna we're gonna take a bunch of time and do this huge content patch, and then I think three months into the six month development cycle for this call the, this patch. Bioware came out and said, "We're really sorry, but we're just, we're just dropping. We're gonna have to drop support. So we're just, we're not gonna do it anymore. We're not gonna do any continued maintenance. Like the game's not even in maintenance anymore. I, I don't even know if, I think the servers might still be online, but I don't. Uh, I mean, because a lot you, of people playing it. Yeah, it was, it that's, was, that's it was really like it was very disappointing because I was really hoping that they could turn it around." And turn it into a great working working game because again, you're I a Bioware the, fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm a huge Bioware fan. I've loved almost everything that they've done, um, but it was just, yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, it, was, it was it was so disappointing to see the one of my all time favorite studios kind of fall from grace like they did with that with that game. But right. Anyway, so uh, That's I think sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you got? Well, uh, switching gears back to movies again, uh, one that fairly recently came out, Matrix 4. Ooh. Now, I, I watched it on HBO Max. I was super pumped about it. And, like, the first maybe oh, it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, somewhere around there, I'm like, okay, I like what they're doing with this. They're giving it, you know, an alternate kind of take. Like, you know, I hope they explain why Neo is still alive, because he shouldn't be. Or at the very least, shouldn't have his eyes. And then everything just kind of went, bleh. And, I, like, the plot was not hard to follow. I mean, it was it was pretty, mm -hmm. <clears throat> pretty straightforward, but just... Everything about it just... It was an unnecessary sequel, in my opinion. Um... I mean, the CG was good, and I mean, it's a Matrix film. They're they're known for good visual effects, um, but just everything about the story just was jum a jumbled mess. Mm. And I know a lot of people, like especially after the original trilogy, were really pumped that they were continuing that. And it was like within maybe two weeks of it uh, coming out, they're like, "Yeah, we we have no plans for a Matrix Five. Uh, we really don't think there's ever going to be a Matrix Five. Um. It just, and I really wanted to like it. I really did. We've had a lot of movies like that recently where we both really wanted to enjoy them and just fell flat. There's not really much yeah. more I can say about Matrix other than if you've seen the original trilogy and you haven't seen Matrix 4, just stick with the original trilogy and pretend it ended there. 
Yeah. I, I had yeah. more fun with the, the Unreal Engine Matrix tech demo on my PS5 than I did <laughs> playing the, or watching the movie, which is saying something because the tech demo, pretty much it's five minutes of stuff to do, and then you can just walk around the city looking at how pretty it is in the new Unreal Engine. And I still had more fun with that. Fair enough. So... Uh, I think for my part, um, there's definitely a few movies out there that I can think of that, uh, and I've got a list, so it's kind of like going through the, the list and going, oh, yeah, oh, oh, um, a movie that, that, uh, Tim, you probably remember, because I think the first time I ever saw it, I was at your house. Uh-oh. Um, 2001's classic Monkey Bone. Oh God, Monkey Bone! <laughs> like, like that that one I think gets the nostalgia pass for me, just because like <laughs> it was so stupid. But I remember like laughing at it. But like, I wouldn't say like that was riding on the Brandon Fraser hype train because like he was super big at the time. Yeah, but like I don't think a lot of people expected whatever that Fever Dream was. Um, it, it, I, I don't basically what I would. Well. Basically, what I would what I would call Monkey Bone uh, is essentially like two thousands version of Cool World. You know, you remember Cool World? <laughs> like, this will tell you what kind of uh, parents I had growing up. That was actually one of my favorite movies when I was like eleven, twelve, somewhere around there. But I mean, were your parents too cheap to buy Roger Rabbit? Well, no, I had Roger Rabbit. I loved that as a young kid. Um, thinking about the age that I just said and looking who the main female lead is, I, I kind of think I realize why I like that movie now. Yeah. 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 But anyway. But, yeah, no, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's actually a really good analogy for Monkey Bone. It was, it was, uh, Joe's Apartment meets Roger Rabbit, I think was, like, <laughs> I mean, if you remember that movie. Um, yeah, that was MTV's first feature film, actually. Joe's apartment, I think. Yeah, I think so. Man, uh, yeah, that one was that one was was definitely bad as well. But um, yeah, so that one, uh, I think the the budget was seventy million, yeah. and it grossed like seven Oof. million. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. So they, they. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he's he's, uh, what, he's still a treasure, though. He is, and he's making a he's definitely making a career comeback. He's been yeah. playing, uh, um, was it Negative Man or something in in no, Doom he, Patrol? He plays uh, uh, the robot, and I, I like. I'll be honest. I saw the first couple episodes of Doom Patrol. I enjoyed it, but that was when it came out. I haven't yeah. gotten around to watch it since then. But like, it was good. I just it fell on the back burner for a couple of years. Right. Uh, but no, well, he, what, he plays from, the role. what I'm hearing is he's, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's playing or he's landed two roles coming up. I think one is a, t a TV series and another is in a movie. I can't remember what he's playing in the movie, but, um, but yes, uh, he's, he's definitely making a career resurgence. Um, one of the things that I had heard as well was like, he had, he had to stop doing some of the more actiony movies cause he had injured his back. Yeah. And so he couldn't do like the action stuff that he used to. So that, you know, that was kind of his. His niche, right? He had been yeah. kind of typecast in that role. Well, you know, or, things or, like or The comedies. Mummy and then George of the Jungle. And, oh, George of the Jungle. Which was kind of both. Um, yeah. Well, do you uh, remember um, Encino Man? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, I would love to see an Encino Man sequel where it's... And I don't remember how the original movie ended, so I don't know if they could do a sequel. But do it where, like, it's Encino Man, you know, like, 30 years later. Like, he's learned more about, like, society and whatnot. And have him be, like, a freaking like, professor, a history professor or some crap. Just give me more Brandon Fraser, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, what do you got on the, on the docket? Well, this is one that is part of a very div- divisive uh, film universe. Uh, Superman Returns. Ooh. Man, well, Man of Steel. Man of Steel, Steel specifically. Um, Ooh. I was going to say, Superman yeah. Returns is actually a yeah, movie. Superman, that, yeah. that is a movie. Yeah. Uh, Man of Steel. Uh, Henry Cavill. Bless his heart. He is like our, the god king of nerds. Um, and he's built like one. But uh, Man of Steel. <sighs> what can we say about that? Um I mean, well, it, I can it, tell you it, this. It, it made its money back. I'll say that. Like, I, I wrote this one down in my notes. It had a budget of two hundred twenty-five million, but it raked in uh, six hundred sixty-eight million worldwide. So, I mean, it more than made its money back. But a lot of fans just they didn't like the full reboot of this. They didn't like the the changes they made. They didn't like the visual effects on it. They didn't like the story or, or much of anything. Um, but I mean, like. I mean, it had, like, a, a very good team behind it. I mean, from the directing all the way down to the, the musical directions by Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, excuse me. Um, it just, it was pretty underwhelming, all in all. And a lot of people, I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations on spoilers is up, Superman kills Zod. Which yeah. was very uncharacteristic for Superman, but it fit into that the new like darker DC universe where things were grittier. Uh, they were trying to subvert the genre, but people. You mean the Snyderverse? Yeah. Um, people wanted to see Superman be Superman, not Superman flat out murder a guy. Um, yeah, they kind of did a they kind of did a you know a, a series of comics and video games and movies about that that was infamous. Well, um, they they did several. Um, well, yes, but I'm saying of, of mo- probably of most recent and most uh, you know. Uh, Famous note right now is is infamous and and whatnot, but you mean injustice? Um, yes, sorry, injustice. It, it, infamous is a PlayStation game. Um, <laughs> well, also that. Yes, yeah. uh, sorry, injustice. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, like, granted that they would have done like a live action injustice or a live action Superman Red Sun or any of those Elseworlds comics where it's Superman being bad guy. I right. would have paid to see that multiple times because, like, I like bad guy Superman stories. But if I'm seeing a story where it's super, good guy Superman, I expect good guy Superman. And I know, like, a lot of Like, Henry Cavill, he definitely looks the part. I mean, he's a big nerd, like I said. He loves comic books. But there's only so much you can do with the direction you're given, only so much you can do with the script. And I think a lot of people just were underwhelmed and disappointed by it. Even though, monetarily, it did its job as a movie. I mean, obviously, it spawned... You know this whole Snyderverse, uh, with, right. with what they were doing there, but it was what it was. You know? Yeah, I mean, in reality, we could probably say that about most of the Snyderverse, right? I mean, Batman versus Superman was a train Martha, wreck. Why did you say that name? Right. Uh, Which you know, I mean, so like... many people were so like Batman versus Superman is a movie that I mean, we can even throw that one on the list. 
that was a movie that was hyped up and like people were asking for it for years. And then we get like a very short section of them fighting and then tripping into the trope of two good guys fight, realize bad guy manipulated them, team up to fight bad guy. Which I mean it's it's a it's a proven formula. It works when you do it right and you do it well. But, but pe- they didn't do that. People wanted Batman versus Superman. They wanted to see them. I mean, granted, you can't make a whole, you know, even hour and a half movie of them just fighting. But there's ways you can stretch it out, build it up, and make it work. We've seen it done in multiple other films, but it didn't work in this one. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, also, it, Doomsday multi- looks stupid. Uh, yes, I, I mean there it. there were there were multiple things wrong. I mean, well, Doomsday looks like a, a goddamn Lord of the Rings uh, troll is what he looks like. It, it looks like what it, it looks like they just borrowed the film assets from uh, Lord of the Rings and just rolled Lord of the it. Rings, Lord of the Rings, and then roll yeah rolled with it. Um, but uh, Batman versus Superman had so many things wrong with it. Though. I mean, it was just it was cheap writing. Uh, they subverted, you know, a lot of expectations and whatnot. You know, like Batman's supposed to be edgy and everything like that, but he's like straight up kills people. Um, no, no, his, uh, his missiles killed people. Yes. Yeah. Wank. Um, anyway, uh, and then just the whole concept of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, like that was. I mean, like he he could he could have pulled it off with a better film. But the like the way that they present with with a different direction to the character, I think he could have pulled it off. But like they had him be like Lex Luthor, that got beat up for his lunch money and now has enough money that he can make people do things for him, but still has that I'm angry because somebody took my lunch money vibe. I mean, coming as a you know a nerd a nerd myself, like I felt offended. <laughs> Well, not only that, but I mean, his character, his characterization as well was, he was like, he was like manic Lex Luthor. It was like somebody had come, it was like somebody could, he was Jesse Eisenberg trying to play. Jesse Eisenberg playing, he was Jesse Eisenberg trying to play himself playing Lex Luthor. Yes, exactly. him playing Lex Luthor. It was him being him pretending to be Lex Luthor. Yes, exactly. I mean, if you want to stick to to like DC, it was basically like. Somebody had tried to combine like the Riddler or the Joker with Lex Luthor, because he was yeah. just very manic and you know very kind of yeah all over the place. Like Lex Luthor is traditionally he's brooding. He's very quiet, intelligent, he, calculating. Intelligent. I mean, yes, he is like, a he, he is a rival to Superman in all but strength. And some would even argue he's got more intellect than Superman, but like. We just saw rich, guy, rich xenophobic guy. Yeah, exactly. We, and, we have enough of that, right? Uh, and you know, there's a reason why Lex Luthor in the animated series, played by Clancy Brown, was so successful. Well, because Clancy Brown, for starters, but well, yes, but and that's that's why I'm saying it was successful because he's able to play that dark, brooding, quiet. Um, calculating manipulative characters very well. Ah, Superman, me boy! I'm here to get me kryptonite! It's green! Like money! Like money, Mr. Superman! Exactly. For those for uh, those who uh, don't know, Clancy Brown is also the voice of uh, Mr. Krabs from Spongebob. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which, when I found that out, blew my mind. Oh my god, yes. Like, if you ever watch any, like, 
live cast recordings, like of them like doing like cons and whatnot. It's so hilarious to see Clancy Brown voicing Mr. Krabs in person. <laughs> but he, he is, yeah. Clancy Brown is amazing. I, I love that man. Yes. Uh, he is he is an absolute treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so sorry folks, I was uh turning down the uh air conditioner or the uh heater in my house. It's getting a little dark. Turn, turn down for what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh anyway, so um moving on a little bit, uh some of the other movies uh that I'm kind of thinking about, and this kind of goes for almost a um a series of them. Mm-hmm. I would say pretty much anything past the very first Transformers, Michael Bay Transformers. Yeah. Um, that first one was definitely, I think, part of that was nostalgia, like hype train type stuff, especially for me. I was like, oh my God. And it was decent. Like, I think it was decent. I mean, I still, I could still watch the movie today and enjoy it. I would definitely watch the movie a lot or enjoy the movie a lot more if they had a lot less of the human characters because admittedly they were the most boring part of it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's a thing with with Hollywood and games and stuff like that. For some reason, like when there's non humanoid aspects of a series, they have to inject humans. Well, like, and I think it's one of those things where it's like they need they feel like you have to have that connective tissue of another human being in order to, like, get into it. But for me, it, it, I, it gives you that 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 every man uh, kind of thing where it's it's somebody you can relate to who will, in character, explain these things to the audience. But, like, like admit it, like even, even the G1 Transformers cartoon, you had the human characters, but they weren't the main characters. They were the sidekicks of the Autobots. Right. With this, like, like uh, Spike Witwicky, which, okay, is, uh, Witwicky is a nod to the, the original uh, uh, characters from uh, the cartoon. But, right. like... They tried to, like, work that family's backstory into why they would be with the Transformers. When you could have easily just gone with, you know, simple trope of kid goes to get in his car one day and, oh my god, it's a robot now. Because an Autobot replaced his vehicle. And, like, cool. What teenage kid isn't going to want to, like, follow this cool robot around? But they made it, like, this whole thing about him and his his relationship with Megan Fox and that... All, all that crap, like stuff that we didn't need. I mean, yeah. We... Well, and it, yeah, and and again, pretty much anything after <coughs> that, especially was was really kind of like it was it was more disappointing, I think, especially to fans of of Transformers. I mean, yeah, they brought in in Transformers Three, they brought in Shockwave, and they did pretty much nothing with him. Like yeah. he never even speaks, and Shockwave is supposed to be this ultra intelligent calculating scientist like he really doesn't shockwave really doesn't even get into fights that much yeah like he doesn't he doesn't get involved um but you know they they had him in there and they did nothing with him they really didn't do a whole lot with Soundwave, other than kind of make him a jackass um you know the many of the other other uh autobot i mean plus they were recycling autobots left and right as well yeah. so it's like yeah, like by the then, time you, you got know, attached to a character, they like either died off screen or just weren't in the next one. Right. Like, I mean, you have your tent poles, you've got Optimus, you've got Bumblebee. Obviously, those are characters that are going to keep around. But like, Ratchet was a longtime Autobot that they later killed off. I mean, and let's not even talk about Jazz. The, 
Yeah, let's not even talk about the travesty that was Devastator. The first, uh, like, the first combiner made, like, just this awesome villain, and they turned him into some, like, weird cat cyber gargoyle dog. thing. And it's like, that's... That they then neutered. No, yeah. I mean, it literally had wrecking balls. Explosions, Michael Bay! Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we can do one more. Uh, okay. What do you got, Tim? Well, um, th- th- this is one that kind of uh, hits for me because this I'll, uh, my last one will be a video game. It's one that I was really looking forward to. It's one that visually had a really unique aesthetic to it, had a good creative team behind it. Uh, Yuji Naka, one of the original creators of Sonic the Hedgehog, was helming this. It was developed by Square Enix, so everything so far, like, okay, unique art style. You know, renowned game director, renowned game studio. This is going to be amazing. Balan Wonderworld. Oh, which, yeah. Which, like, w- we own it. Because we're like, all right, this is going to be really... Like, I played the demo, and I'm like, okay, it's a demo. Not super impressed. And I'll still give the, the game a try. And, like, it is just so boring, is the best way to describe it. Um, Like, you'd think... You know, like, the Sonic games aren't really known for their story. Square Enix is known for story-driven games. There's not really much of a story, per se. You're not really explained why anything is happening. There's a lot of mechanics in the game that they don't really explain to you. Um, There's, like, a little side quest with some... Like, this game gets a pass because there's little chickens called Tims. I give it a slight pass for that. Uh, But there's, like, a little mini-game involving collecting the Tims and building a playground or something for them. I, I'm, they don't even really explain that or how to do that. It just... The game is just bland all in all. I mean, and bland is even being nice. Like, I will say, the, the visual aesthetic, it, it's a very pretty game. Um, it's not hyper-realistic. It's not the best graphics I've ever seen in a game. But it was pretty. I mean, it was mm-hmm. entertaining to look at. But pretty much, if you play one level in the game, apart from some of the different powers you get throughout the rest of it, if you played one level, you've pretty much gotten what you're going to get out of it. Um, the mini games are all very repetitive. They're really easy to complete fully just by recognizing the timing on them, which is very predictable. Um, it just... Yeah, I mean, it seemed like... Everything that was, you know, about this game, people were, like, they were hitting all the right notes on, and then at some point they're just like, yeah, you know what, screw it, just put out whatever we got. It just, I was just very disappointed by that one. That was one that um, a lot of people were disappointed about. I mean, it even got to the point that, like, looking at some of the notes I had here, it was so poorly received that they the demo was actually pulled from the PlayStation Store. That's... It was so bad they didn't want people to play the demo. Yeah, the, that's the free demo. Yeah, that that's rough. Um, which is which oof. is a shame because again, if you look at the pedigree of this game, it should have all rights been a success, but it was just again bland. Bland is the best way to describe it. But you know, it is what it is. Stuff happens. Yep. Yep. 
All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for us for uh, this episode. Um, we thank you for joining us on this trip down Disappointment Lane. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we hope that, uh, you know, maybe next time we'll have something a little bit more upbeat, lighthearted. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we make no guarantees about anything uh, because we are um, not that way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, thank you for joining us. Uh, and again, thank you to all of our partners uh, hosted. You can find us hosted on anchor.fm, uh, which feeds out to Spotify, Google podcasts, uh, Apple podcasts, and several other podcasting sites. Uh, you can find us on the uh, video recordings on youtube.com slash non sequitur nerds. Uh, we will occasionally live stream on uh, twitch.tv slash non sequitur nerds. We need to do that sometime soon. Yeah, we, yeah, we probably should. Uh, you can also uh, catch us um on social media uh twitter at non nerd and facebook.com slash non nerds where we post general updates memes and other stupid crap that we think up during yeah, the day and the week much. uh so um i think that will about do it for us tonight as always we thank you for joining us and uh, we hope you take care and uh have a good day uh, morning evening night uh, whatever it may be and we look forward to seeing you next time mm -hmm. yes we do <laughs> Alrighty, well, for Non-Secretor Nerds, as always, I'm Ian, and that is... I'm Tim. Night, everybody. Alright, we're out. <laughs>